morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's great. I'm grateful this morning for the privilege that the Lord has given to me and to be able to share with you his word. I also want to take this opportunity to thank you for your faithful support. And because of you, God is making great change in the island of Haiti. Many lives have been transformed for his glory. Thank you for your support. Thanks for your partnership. Uh, this morning, I will be sharing from the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy and the second letter that we find in chapter 2 and verse 1 to verse 7. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 7. Let's read God's word. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier is active, service entangled himself in the affairs of everyday life. So he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crop. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Father, as we look at your word, May, Father, you use it as a means to grow us in our faith and so that we will be faithful to our calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul, who is the author of this book, and Paul had concern for the gospel and suffering because of the gospel. This was the main message that he wanted to convey to Timothy. For this reason, Paul encouraged Timothy the importance to depend totally upon the Holy Spirit, but also to be confident of explanatory life and keep what you have heard with faith and love in Christ. So Paul encouraged Timothy to be strong even among opposition. And we see here Paul is encouraging Timothy even while he was at Rome and while he was in prison and while he was not able to know if he would be able to see Timothy again. But this was the last letter that he was writing. Just to remember and to remind Timothy to remain faithful because 
of the call that God has given to him to preach the gospel. And in this letter, he will remind him of his faith, the faith that he had in his grandmother and his faith that he has received from his mother and from Paul. So Paul was encouraging him the truth that he has learned, the truth that had convinced his heart that he has to remain faithful to this truth. And Paul was encouraging him as he carried faithfully the work that God has given to him, that he will seek and find faithful men who will in turn train others, who will carry the work of preaching the gospel after he is long gone. So every, even in hard time, how to endure in ministry. So as we look at in the first verse here, we see that Paul was provide comfort and encouragement to Timothy to motivate him in time of distress, to be strong, to endure hardship, and to be diligent. So if we were to give a title to this message this morning, we will call it Be Faithful to Your Call. Be faithful to your call because of the truth that is revealed here in this text. My friends, are you faithful to your call? There are three truths that reveals here in this text. The, number one, we should be faithful to our call because of the grace of God in Christ. We know who we are and we know what we deserve. We know what God has done in order for us today to be called his children. Do we know and understand his grace? His grace that he manifested in his Christ. Our strength is not in our knowledge. Our strength is not in our understanding, but it's based totally upon the hope that we have in Christ alone. As we look at the scripture it reminds us that our mind and intellect was corrupt. It reminds us our conscience was not awake. It reminds us that we were entangled into our sins. We were not seeking him. Our emotions and everything of us was corrupt. And that's why he gave them over into the depraved mind, into our sin. And for there's none righteous, no, not even one. But while we were yet sinners, God has made plan for us. He had made plan in sending his only son, born of a virgin, and lived like a man and suffered. God has punished his own son for our sake. I like the way it put in Isaiah that he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow. And acquainted with grief. And we, and surely he was born our grief. He was despised and did not esteem himself. He carried our sorrow and yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our sin was upon him. For our peace was upon him. And it is by his stripe that we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He died and he was buried. 
He rose again from the dead on the third day. And the power that raised him from the dead is the power that now sealed us and really declare us righteous in his sight. That when the Father look at us, he no longer see us in the state of sin, but he see us transformed by the power of his Son. And that's why it said, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has gone and the new has come. Now, because of Christ, we can have a new relationship with God. Because we have a new heart. We have a new start. Not we have done anything of ourselves. But it is him that has given us a new nature. And now we can stand before God where he declares us not guilty. Now we have a new position. We are no longer slaves, but we are children of the living God. We should be faithful to our call because of the grace of God in Christ. And this is what Paul said to Timothy. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Paul, we my Timothy of God's grace in Christ. And this morning, I would just remind you of the grace of God in Christ. And this is the reason why we must be faithful to our call. But secondly, he says not only that you should be faithful to your call because of the grace of God, but from verse 2 to verse 6, he's showing us also we must be faithful to our call because of the responsibility that God entrusted to us. As we look at verse 2 here, this is what it says. To teach the truth. To teach the truth to faithful men, reliable men, qualified people, available people, teachable people who have a passion to pass it on. The reason why Paul tells Timothy to teach the truth to faithful men is because Paul in his ministry has made people that were not faithful. If you look at in chapter 1, in verse 15, and he said that you are aware that all in Asia, many have turned away from me, among whom Phygelius and Hermogenes. May the Lord grant mercy to them and to their household. If you look at in chapter 3, verse, verse 3, in verse 1 and down, he says, but you also understand in the last day, there will come time of difficulties, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud and arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unruly, heartless, unpeaceable, and slanderous, without self-control, brittle, not loving good. Oh, he said that lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. In verse 8, it talks about Janus and Jambreus who oppose Moses. Paul was showing to Timothy, it is not only in my time, even in the time of Moses, there was this type of people. If you look at in chapter 2, and down also he talks about, but avoid, in verse 16, irreverent babble, for it will lead people in more and more ungodliness 
and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them were Emenius and Philetius. Paul was showing to Timothy that we need to find faithful men. And here he was just in this text, he's showing people that were not faithful. And in Haiti, today in our ministry, we are teaching and training a lot of men. And the reason why is so that these men will remain faithful to the word of God. And so that when they are preaching the word, that they will not preach their own word, but they will preach God's word the way that it should be preached. Today we see in television, people are adding to the word of truth. And this is legalism. They become very legalistic, very uh, like Pharisees and putting their traditions and things above the scripture. Today we see some people, like Paul was saying, were taken away from the scripture. They become very liberal and getting away from the truth. But Paul is encouraging Timothy, this is our responsibility to be faithful to our call by teaching and train faithful men. And so that they in turn will train others to live the life of godliness and to preach the truth that God has entrusted us. To preach. And as we look at, he said also, we should be faithful to our call because of the responsibility that God has entrusted to us. He said in verse 3, suffer for the truth. Suffer for the truth, enduring suffering like Paul as a soldier. Don't get tied with civilian affair, but it's better to please your commanding officer who is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Or becoming a Christian means putting Christ first in our life. A good soldier follows his leader and fulfills the duties that his leader required of him. So as a good soldier, we must seek to please our commanding officer who is the Lord Jesus Christ. So whether whatever we do, whether whatever we eat or drink, we must do it all for the glory of our king, for the glory of God. And a good soldier faced many trials, but persevered to the end and never give up. As good soldiers, do you know your master's voice? Do you obey his voice? But remember that he will never leave you nor forsake you. I know you're afraid to say amen because you don't want me to get fired up. <laughs> no problem. But as a good soldier, I remember we have a young lady named Joanne in uh, our seminary and uh, in the University of Jeremy. She's a student in the School of Agriculture. And Joanne, her father is a wish doctor. And uh, the first year, and she came to the school, her father bring her and he has enough money. He paid for her for the whole school year. And one Sunday morning while I was preaching in one of our church, because she lives far away, so she stayed uh, very close to the campus with her family. And while she stayed there, the father paid for her bill. And then she came to church one Sunday morning, and I was preaching and sharing about in Romans 1. And then as she come to understand that she's a sinner, and she, after church, she said that, I want to know Christ, and I prayed with her, and she come to know Christ and become very active in the church and become faithful. 
And then when the summertime comes, it's time for her to go back for two months to spend time with her family. And when she returned back home, and uh, her father used to abuse her uh, sexually in many different ways to manipulate spirit. And when she went back home and her father was trying to do the same thing over to her, and she said, Father, stop. I am a new creature. I am a new person. I'm a soldier for Christ. I am his temple. The things that you used to do to me, you can no longer do them. And the father said, if I can't do them, you're no longer my child. Get out of my house. He took her luggage and things and tore her outside. And with tears, she came back and knocked at our doors and said, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. My father kicked me out. Now I can't finish my studies. I don't have anywhere to live. And uh, so we take her and put her in the dorms. And that's been three years. So this year, she's going to be graduating and finish her studies. But as we show her love to her and as she leaves, so she was able to share her testimony in uh, when we have orientation. And because of her love and testimony, 15 young, other young ladies come to know Christ because of her life. Are you a soldier for Christ? Are you ready to stand for him at any cost? And that's what Paul is trying to say, that we should be faithful to our call and, to, and carry our responsibility, not only as a teacher, but also as a soldier. But he also go farther, he said, also as an athlete. I does not lead, follow the rules and follow the guidelines. And not lead, look at the finish line to, so that they can win the prize. As you are an athlete, how you compete to the end? Are you following the rules and the guidelines in which that God has and, and given to us through his word of truth? Many Christians, we look at the word only on Sunday, but throughout the week, no time to spend with God. But here, an athlete, is constantly practicing so that you will get better. And as Christians and believers, we must immerse in the word of truth so that we will know our king and so that we will make him known. Yes. <laughs> I have one amen. <laughs> but a runner in a race cannot choose his own course. A player in a game cannot make his own rules. You are called to be faithful into your calling. And to be faithful in our calling, we must immerse ourselves in the word of truth and so that we will know our king and so that we will be able to make him known not only to our words, but also to our lives. But he also even go even farther. He said that we should be faithful to our call because of the responsibility that God entrusted to us as a farmer. A farmer work hard. He works every day, and he enjoys the labors of his fruit. As a farmer, are you working hard for the Lord? A farmer clean and prepare the field. He clean the field and plant according in order so that he will produce to full capacity. But many of us, are we working for our king? What about you? What are you doing with the gospel that God has entrusted to you? Sometimes we put it in a closet, and then on Sunday we take it back and come to church and dressed up. 
but Paul is challenging us that we must be faithful into our calls, and it is a daily affair. Everywhere we are, we must leave the gospel in our schools, in our communities, in our jobs. Are you faithfully, are you fulfilling your call? Your call to be a missionary wherever you are. We are called ourselves Christians, but we don't do anything with what Christ has given us to do as his church. We call ourselves Christians, but we don't have any desire to live under the guidance of his spirit. We call ourselves Christians, but we have no desire to share our faith with anyone else. But if we are Christian, we must live according to the standard in which that he has called us to live. So therefore, my friends, we should be faithful to our call by exactly doing what Paul commanded us here to do, is to share our faith like a soldier and to live like an athlete and also to work hard like a farmer. And so that our Savior soon come. When he come, he will say to us, well done, my faithful servant. But as we go deeper into the text, we see, you go down to verse 8. He said, remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with the eternal glory, the saying it was ready for. If we have died with him, we also will live with him. If we endure, we also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Our God and our Savior is faithful, but he's calling us to be faithful as he is faithful. But we should be faithful because our God is dependable. It is a God that we can depend upon him. It is a God that we, he had promised to David, to his line, that he will send his son. And yes, he had bring it to pass. And he has bring it to reality. So my friend, are you faithful to your call? Because as I look at in Galatians 2, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. If I live, it is no longer I that live, but that Christ that lives in me. And the life I live now, I live in the flesh, but by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So my friend, I will challenge you, because Paul who wrote this book, and that God has empowered him by his spirit, when he wrote to Timothy, in chapter 2, verse 4, in chapter 4, verse 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course, and I have kept the faith that he was faithful to follow his call, even to the point of death. But my friend, what about you? My challenge for you this morning is to be faithful to your call, to be faithful because of the grace of God that is in Christ Jesus. To be faithful because of the responsibility that God has entrusted to you. To be faithful 
because the God that we serve is a dependable God that will carry you through and that will use you mightily beyond your imagination to carry his message. Let me look at uh, the life of a young man named Leonard Dober. Leonard Dober was determined that God's call for him was to preach and to reach slaves in the Virgin Island. He planned to reach these men and women by selling himself as a slave and working alongside each other, other and they were sharing Jesus' love with them. The thought of being a slave frightened him and sickened him. He dreaded the, the treatment that he would receive. But Christ was willing to die on the cross for me, he thought. No price is too high for me to serve him. It was not the slave masters who were Dober's harshest persecutors, but it was rather his fellow Christians. They questioned his call to minister to slaves, and they ridiculed him as a fool for his plan. But Dober will not be dissuaded. He arrived in the Virgin Island in the 1730, and he moved to a mud where he could work one-on-one -on -one with slaves. And in just three years, Dober was able to reach 30,000 new converts. If we are faithful to our call and to remember the message that he has given us to carry, but to know that he has given us the responsibility to carry this message and by teaching it to faithful men and to live like a soldier and an athlete that is immersed in this truth, but also to work hard. He said, I am dependable. I am the one that will bring the fruit. It is not you, but trust me. My question for you today, are you faithful to your call? Let us pray. Quelle assurance Je suis sauvé Quelle avant-goût Du ciel m'est donné L'esprit baptisé de feu, créé de nouveau, je vis pour Dieu. C'est mon cantique, c'est mon histoire. Alléluia, je chanterai sa gloire. Gloire à Dieu. 
gloire au Gloire éternelle à mon This is my story. You can join. This is my song. Praising my Savior all day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. Father, may we carry this story. May we be faithful to carry it until you call us home. In Jesus' name we pray.